Live from Houston, Texas, a show for local business owners. This is Business Houston Podcast. If you're a small or medium-sized business, this is your source for trends, interviews, and tips for winning in today's economic climate. Presented by the BBB for Greater Houston and South Texas. You're listening to Business Houston, and this is your host, Matt Bertram. And we're here. We're live. Hey, David, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Glad to be with you. Good. I got David Priest here with uh, Home Home Prime Mortgage. How are you doing, David? Houston Prime Mortgage. That's what I said, right? Did I not say that? What did I say? You said home, but we're all, it's oh, great. Yeah, Houston. Sorry, all I, I apologize. Here in Houston, so we're very Houston centric. It's all local business. I'm licensed in Texas, but I only work here in the Houston area. Yeah, per- perfect. So yeah, no, Houston Prime Mortgage for all your home needs. How about that? Right. <laughs> all right. Well, David, it's good to have you with us. Um, why don't you uh, just tell us a little bit about um, your background, maybe how you got started, and a little bit about Houston Prime Mortgage. Well, I've actually been in the business about 20 years. So I started in 2001. So it'll be actually 20 years this year. I spent the first seven years kind of learning the business, working for other people and figuring out what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. And then in 2008, I started my own business. And that was a very interesting time to start a mortgage business because right after I started my business, about four months later, the world kind of blew up. Yeah. And the, the basically the world had totally changed. I saw some of it coming. That's why we have Prime in the name. We I knew Subprime was dead. That was going the way of the dodo bird. But I had no idea that this mess up in the mortgage marketplace was going to have a global impact and was going to hurt so many people and cause so much economic destruction. Yeah. No, I mean, it's that was a crazy time. That was a crazy right. time, and who knows where we're at today. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so could you talk a little bit uh, more about um, kind of what, what you do and maybe who your uh, ideal uh, customer is? Right. So I'm a small local mortgage company here in Houston. Like I said, I only work with people in the Houston area. Um, before the pandemic, it was because we did all of our meetings in person. Now, that's one thing we changed. We'll probably talk about that a little bit. But also, I attend all the closings. So I do stuff that's all locally here in Houston. I want to work with Houston people in Houston. And I kind of combine two things, which is really cutting-edge technology, which everybody wants to be a part of, but also old-fashioned service. So I'm going to the closings. I'm dealing with people. If someone wants an in-person meeting and i got to put a mask on or whatever they want me to do, I'll go to an in-person meeting because that's how we did it for years. So we kind of combine the two. So it's not one extreme. Some people can give you old fashioned service, but they're technologically not advanced or can't do what you do on the tech side. Some people are great on tech, but there's no service and they're it's like dealing with a robot. No one wants that. People want to. Okay. So, so, so how would you differentiate yourself? You would say you're a good balance of both. Is that, is that how you. Would balance of both. Yeah. yeah. My ideal customer are people with excellent credit or very good credit. I don't work with a lot with people with credit problems or credit issues. There are people that do that. My whole thing is to take people that have a good profile and provide the best possible experience and the best possible deal too. And I'm able to do that on the deal side because I get a very small infrastructure. The infrastructure is 
me. I don't have any employees. I don't have any processors. I've done all that. I've had employees. I've had processors. I don't pass anyone off. So when someone deals with me from the first conversation to the closing, they deal with me the whole way along the way. A lot of places you deal with someone, you think, oh, this guy's great. I'm loving working with him. And as soon as the deal is originated or they have a contract on the real estate side, all of a sudden, well, I'm going to let you talk to my processor or my assistant. They're going to handle it for two weeks and maybe I'll see it closing. With me, I'm with the people the whole way. They never get passed off to somebody else. And that's totally unique in this business. I'm not sure if anyone else is doing that because you could probably make more money by having a lot of processors and passing people off. I just don't find that it worked as good for me and it was a lot of stress and I'm not able to give the kind of experience that I want to give. And it, you know, doing it myself has really been a great step. No, I, I think that that's um, really uh, fantastic to be able to, to offer that sort of thing um, to people coming in. Um, so, so, you know, interesting, interesting. I, I really love that. Um, and I had a thought and I lost it. So I apologize. And I'm sure it'll come back to me, but um, so, you know, I was just, I was really just listening to what, what you had to say and I, I lost it there, but, you know, so tell me um, maybe what the BBB uh, means to you. I can see it on your website, houston-prime.com. It's right up there at the top. I love that. That's what I recommend is putting that up there by your logo. Um, can you just maybe share share what the B, B, being a credit member of the BBB means to you? Well, I've been with the BBB since 2009. So I did it. I mean, you have to have your business for one year before you can even be accredited. So you, when I started the company in 2000, I wasn't eligible. But as soon as I was eligible, I became a BBB member because I want to differentiate myself. And I also wanted third-party verification that I was doing a good job. Um, if you check my rating, I'm an A-plus rated company, and I've never had a consumer complaint in 11 years. Not, you know, a, I fixed a problem, there was a complaint, we, we made it right. We have no complaints, zero, in 11 years. So it kind of gives you like a third party, someone that is actually monitoring your business and out there. And so I, I love being a part of that, and I like having, having that and basically having that third-party verification that you're doing a good job. Oh, I love that. I think that that's really important. And I remembered my thought. And so, so you're a broker, so that means you can right. shop right for the best price for your client, correct? Like exactly. you're not attached to a big. Right. Know. I have go-to's that I go to. You know, they're kind of my go-to lenders. But I can shop it around. There's some people that have special needs. There's some people that need a $3 million mortgage and, you know, there's not a lot of people that do that. And I've got to go to a kind of a boutique source, but I have kind of go-to sources I go to, so I will shop it around. But normally for the most part, I know where I want to go and I play it a little safe. So I don't like using people as guinea pigs. I'm like, okay, well, there's this lender that'll do something very unusual for your situation. I never worked with them before. Let's send your deal over to them and see what happens. And you're kind of using people as a human guinea pig. And what I would rather do is tell the people, hey, what you're trying to do is something that I'm not really very good at or I haven't done before. And I'm not sure if I can do a good job. So I may not be the best way to go in this. You might want to find somebody else. So I'll do that. I mean, I do turn away business. If I don't, if I'm not 100% confident I can do a great job, I'll let somebody else do it. I, I think that that's really good to hear. And, and people want to know that they're in good hands when, when they come to somebody. So I think that that's uh, fantastic. So, you know, you talked about it a little bit and maybe we can get back into it, but how has COVID 
uh, affecting the business and what does the market kind of look like right now? Well, when it first happened, I definitely panicked um, for, for two reasons. Number one is I had built my whole business for, I guess, 12 years on face-to-face -face meetings. Everything was always a face-to-face -face meeting. People, they, they want to do it over the phone. I don't want to do it over the phone. I want to meet you face-to-face -face because we're going to go over this mortgage paperwork and it's 60 or 70 pages. And if I send this stuff to you and we're on the phone and you're just looking at it, you want to get your mortgage, you're going to be signing stuff you don't understand. And when I was in front of people, I could go over all the paperwork, make sure they knew what they were doing. I could look in their faces and see if there's confusion. So I was all about the face-to-face -face meeting. In fact, usually if there wasn't, you know, like if people didn't want to meet face-to-face, -face, I wouldn't do the deal. Okay, they don't want to meet me, why not? Or is there a fraud here? Is it a scam? Is it identity theft? Why, do they want, why would they not want to meet me? So I turned away deals based on that because it was a good way to protect people against identity theft. When I go to someone's house and, and before and I was meeting them in their home, I've got their credit report, the address matches the credit report, they gave me their driver's license, it looks like them. Identity theft was impossible. Yeah. When you go to identity thieves, they don't want to meet you. For all they know, you're an FBI agent and you're going to whip out the cuffs and get them right there. So they don't they don't want anything to do with you. So I was used to these in-person meetings and that's so comfortable. And so I also had to change from in-person meetings to no in-person meetings and doing it the exact opposite. So I had to I kind of turn it on a dime. And so now we do everything by phone, typically and and sitting over the paperwork and i don't normally do zoom calls so i mean zoom calls are all the rage now and i tried it and what i found is on zoom calls for me people are looking too much at me and not at the paperwork also it brings in all kinds of technology problems or if someone has a bad internet connection or they have an issue their microphone isn't good or whatever so we do everything by phone and we do do a pdf right just scroll through the pdf on there and i've got to be very careful on the audio side to listen for you know are they not sure about something is there hesitancy are they confused i have to check in a lot and it's a it's a different skill set that i've had to develop obviously if somebody wants to meet in person and some of that's starting to happen again i'll go back and meet people in person so i can do it either way but i had to like make a huge change now on the other side of the panic was a huge increase in business because the rates dropped below what anybody ever imagined. So for about six or eight months there, I had a flood of refinances where I had a waiting list. I had to tell people, hey, I'm one guy. I'm, you got to wait two weeks or whatever. I can't take this deal right now because I've got too much and I don't want to I don't want to mess you up. I don't want to bite off more than I can chew and the service slips. Now that's pretty much gone away because uh, refinances, they're still out there, but it, it's cooled off a little bit on the refinance side, but there's a lot of purchases going on and that's the hot market right now. So that's changed too. So in, in a lot of ways, it was good for my business because I learned a new skill and I learned a new way of doing things. And I got people that I wouldn't normally have worked with before that didn't want to do the in-person meetings. Um, and at the same time, it, I, there was a boost in my business for a while. I guess it was me and HEB were doing really good and everybody else was having a rough time. You know? <laughs> no, that, that's, that's so good to hear. And I, I really like what I'm hearing from you is um, – you know, if you're looking for somebody that knows how to do mortgages, they can come to you and you can help get them the best rate. And 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 they know if you're not comfortable doing it or it's not something that you know how to do, you're going to refer them out. And so people know that if you do take um, their job or their deal, um, 
they're going to be in good hands and you're going to walk them all the way through the process and you're going to take care of them. I think that that's really great to hear from kind of what you were mentioning and what I've kind of heard with kind of some of the mortgage processors and that sort of thing. Right. I mean, a lot of people, they basically take on an incredible amount of business as much as they can handle with a lot of processors. And they figure out that they're going to have 10% that's going to fall out. That's going to be bad business. They got 10 or 15% where people are going to be upset and things are going to get blown and they're going to have a lot of problems. But the aggregate that they make, the 70% that works out okay, they still do really, really well. Like with me, since I'm by myself and I don't have anyone to vent on or anything, I mean, I'm 100% responsible. If there's a problem, it's all me. I can't say, well, my manager, my processor screwed up. Sorry about that. He made a mistake. It's me. It's 100%. So basically, if I don't feel 100% confident that I can do a great job based on what they want to do and how much uh, my book of business is at that point, then I may tell them to go somewhere else. Or, I mean, I'm very picky. I mean, if it gets if it gets into my office and I'm working on it, it's something I know that's going to go. And I know it's something that I can provide a good service on. And that's one thing, like if you have deals that are spotty, they're going to be sloppy and they're going to be spotty and the experience is going to be bad for people. And I don't, I don't want any part of it. No, I, I really like that. I know, you know, anytime that I've purchased a house, it's just, it's, it's really a stressful process. <laughs> it's incredible. I just bought a house in, I bought a house in December and I had to sell another house and I did both myself. I did my own mortgage for my wife and I sold my other house myself and I was a realtor in the house I bought. I've been doing this for 20 years. It was really stressful for me and I was doing everything myself. I wasn't even relying on other people and I was stressed out. <laughs> so it's, it's incredibly stressful. I think the biggest thing on the mortgage side is a lot of mortgage companies, everything happens at the last minute. So they, they sit around, not a lot's going on. You get a 30 day contract on a purchase. And then like the last three days, you don't know what's going on. You're going to close on Thursday. It's Monday. How much money am I bringing to closing? What's going on? Am I totally approved? Is there a problem? You don't know. And you're sweating it. You're thinking at the last minute, something's going to go wrong. I'm going to lose my earnest money. I'm not going to be able to close on this house. So what we try to do is on a 30-day contract, which is typical, and you're seeing shorter ones now, I, I go like full bore and I try to get the thing approved in about two and a half weeks. So generally about a week before closing, I've already got all the paperwork at the title company, everything's ready to go. And I'm actually having the agents call the tug and say, hey, everything's there. Let's get everything finalized. Let's get our closing disclosure ready. So people can sleep at night because if it's three days before and you don't know what's going on, the doubt starts creeping in. Can I really afford this house? Was I really approved? Is there going to be some kind of a problem? People have been disappointed before and they're waiting for the, the shoe to drop. And you want to kind of get everything finalized before you get into that last week. I mean, obviously things happen. Some things drag along. But it's not an ideal situation. So I try to stay away from that. No, I, re I really like that. So is there any advice that you have out there that you, you want to give um, uh, to people that you maybe learned over the years or even business advice if, if you don't have any uh, for maybe uh, someone that needs a mortgage that you think would be a good nugget to pass along? Right. Well, I mean, I, I think on the mortgage side, if you haven't refinanced, refinance. Okay. I mean, is it possible the economy is going to blow up and rates will drop to 1%? I mean, sure, it's possible. You can refinance again then if it happens. But right now, there it's a more of a mature market in refinance. And before we, with all the action the government is taking, and I don't want to get political, I mean, inflation is a very real possibility. And if you see inflation, they're going to start jacking these interest rates up. 
So if you haven't refinanced, do it. Whether it's with me or somebody else, it's easy money. I, I would take that off the table and do it. I wouldn't wait for rates to drop. I mean, they could drop, but no one knows the future. Um, if you're buying a home, uh, it's a tough market right now for buyers. It's good for sellers. Um, you've got to go in with a very, very good agent. You're going to, have to make a very aggressive offer. And if you're doing uh, on a mortgage, like basically when I do pre-approvals now, I've got to call the listing agent and people make offers and tell them, hey, I've really looked at this. We've got no problems. And I've got to give them a little bit of background. I'm limited because of privacy concerns. So I can't tell people everything. I can't tell them the credit score. I can't tell them where the person works. I can only tell them, hey, I've looked at this and everything is good and I can try to make them feel better. But it's, it's, it's a tough market for buyers right now. And I'm not sure you know, when that's gonna end. Now, one thing that could get worse is if the rates go up. Because basically it's already a seller's market. There's a lot of buyers out there if rates go up and buyers see, wow, the train is leaving the station now and the rates are, you know, they're under 3% right now. If they go to three and a half, you're going to see a lot of buyers that were sitting around waiting for the rates to drop or they were procrastinating. They're going to jump in the market and that's going to make it even a crazier market. So, I mean, we might be at a, a top or uh, near the top on the real estate market because it's so hot right now. But, you know, who knows? The most important thing is don't try to predict the future. You just have to look at your situation right now and decide, is this a good time to buy a house or a good time to move up in a house? And actually, if you're moving up, it's a great time because selling houses $300,000 and under is so easy. I mean, you can do it in one weekend easily. And if you're moving to a more expensive house or building a house, you might be able to get in a more expensive house, a less competitive situation where you can get, a, you know, not a great deal, but you can at least get a deal. The problem with buyers right now as of when we're doing this, um, is you, you you have trouble getting a deal. You're going to look at ten houses. You might make an offer, and there might be seven offers. That's really hard for people. It's really it's frustrating. Wow. But wow. Won't last forever. Yeah. No. So so David, I'm going to pull up your your website here, uh, Houston-Prime.com, and um, you know if you could maybe share uh, with the audience how if someone wants to get in touch with you, what the best ways might be. The best way for me is always phone. <laughs> so I'm old school. I mean, I love I love talking on the phone. So that's the best way is to call me if you have specific questions. Um, obviously, you can email me. My phone number, I'm going to give my cell phone number out, is 713-516-1207. Or you can call the company phone, 713-520-7700. That just forwards to my cell phone. So I'm going to get it basically anyway. Um, you can go apply on the website if you want, if you're more comfortable doing that. But actually calling me, I think, is better because when you do a full application, it might take you 30 minutes or an hour to go through an application uh, online. And actually, verbally, I can take the basic information in less than 10 minutes. It's more like five minutes. So it may be the only thing in the world that you can do it like on the phone faster than you can do online. And once we're on the phone, I can do it in five or 10 minutes. And you can also email me with questions. It's david at houprime.com. It's a very simple email address. Well, fantastic. Is there anything today, David, that, that we didn't cover um, that you want to share with the audience? Or any questions? No, I think with most people, there is a yin and yang that people have between price and service. So if you go out and you buy a Mercedes-Benz or a BMW, you get great service, maybe, and a great car, but you're paying an incredible amount of money. 
And if you buy a budget car, and I'm not going to name any names or whatever on the budget cars, you pay less money and you don't get as good a service. But in the mortgage market, that is not always the case. I mean, generally, the people that will rip you off are going to throw you in a pile with a bunch of other people and the service is going to be poor. So although I think I give the best service out there, my pricing is really better than anybody because I don't have an infrastructure. I don't own any buildings. I don't have any employees. I'm not paying for anyone's health insurance. I'm not doing all the stuff that normal business people do. And the incredible thing we have with technology now for people that want to start a business is you can start a business and start very small and you don't have to go out and get a business loan and have 50 employees to start out with. And that if someone wants to start a business, that's my advice is learn the skill up front like I did and start very small. Even maybe start it while you're still working your other job until you get going and you learn, you learn the business and you get going and get that momentum. Well, fantastic. Uh, David with uh, Houston Prime Mortgage, thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. Thanks so much for listening. Business Houston puts a spotlight on local, small, and medium-sized business, interviewing those successful business owners in Houston and those business owners that are winning in today's economic climate. Business Houston is presented to you by the BBB of Greater Houston and South Texas. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Hugh Biz Podcast. That's H-O-U Biz Podcast. Till next time, this is Business Houston.